Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Wrestling Inc. Raw After Show with Triple J, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and of course, Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas. This is going to be a great episode. I thought it was an incredible episode of Raw. Off the heels of a crazy Extreme Rules, things are cooking, but why we let everyone settle in and find their seats, Justin Labar, how you doing? I finally won a fantasy football. I'm one and hey. four. Hey, hey! <laughs> I uh, they showed up. These guys showed up. They played hard. We strategized. We won. <laughs> I uh, I got to win myself, and this is the first time I didn't look at my bench going. I played the wrong people, so that was a good a good feeling as well. Jimmy, how is your fantasy hockey team doing? Uh, haven't got it yet. I'm working on it still. We'll see how that goes. But uh, Justin, uh, I don't know if I. Uh, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't rub it in about this weekend. My Titans uh, coming out victorious over your, uh, your, your Washington. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Luckily, I get to try to have a short memory and hopefully we get a win on Thursday night. We play yeah. Thursday, so I don't live on but a Then I could always go back to the Blue Jays blowing an 8-1 lead. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, Derrick like Henry's, Henry's a beast, man. It's easy. That's yeah. a big man to be bringing down. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm already in the who's who are we going to draft mode? That's where I'm at. Um, but let's talk about our show before actually before we get in the show. You know, we we have a lot of stars on our fantasy teams, but there are stars in the show of pro wrestling, and one of them goes by the name of Logan Paul. And PW Insider is currently reporting that that the former WWE Cruiserweight champions Shane Helms and Drew Gulak are training Logan Paul for his upcoming undisputed WWE Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns. It is possible others have had a hand in Paul's training, but Helms and Gulak's names have come up the most. Jimmy, if you're training for a match, I can't imagine Shane Helms and Drew Gulak. Uh, I can't imagine many better pairs to be helping you get ready for a match. Absolutely. And for those who don't know, Shane Helms is not only good at what he does in the ring, he's very smart and he's got great psychology. So there's a lot that you can learn from Shane Helms. 
and Drew Gulak, uh, you know, another underrated as far as his in-ring ability. And, and for those who aren't too familiar with him, he's, he's really, these are both guys that can teach as well as do. And someone like a Paul Logan, you know, for his athletic ability, and he is very athletic. He can do a lot in the ring. They need how to, they need to uh, not only show him how to do it, but kind of give him an insight into when to do it, which is mm-hmm. just as, which is almost more important than not being out in some ways. Yeah, Justin, uh, I, I don't know if you are a WWE 2K guy, but Drew Gulak stole the show with the tutorial mode in the most recent game. And uh, he's still Sugar Shane Helms to me. Again, I'm a late period WCW guy. Uh, but these are a couple of guys that very talented, great people for Logan Paul to be listening to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, while neither, you know, ever main event has ever main event in a mania or been world champion. Uh, sometimes your best trainers aren't necessarily the people that, uh, you know, ascend to that level. Sometimes your best trainers are the ones who, you know, stay positioned in a certain spot in the company because that's where they benefit the company the most. They're, they're, you know, they're great hands is, is a phrase you often hear. Uh, Helms, uh, you know, to, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy would know best, but, you know, I could just advance a little bit to that as well. You know, I mean, Helms, not only athletically, but you know, he's great with facial expressions and, you know, guy who was not the biggest, but man, he made himself larger in life. And that was even you know, part of the, of the shtick for a while there. Right. So, that's and Drew Gulak the same, and it's kind of cool because you know Logan Paul. While Logan Paul is actually bigger than both of those guys, both Helms or Gulak, we've seen Logan Paul has the athleticism. Logan Paul can do some cruiserweight skill set repertoire uh, offense. So why not? You don't need to have him. You know, he's not an Omos. He's not a guy that's going to fee five foam around. Fee five foam around. He's got a guy that's <laughs> a little bit of size, but he's athletic. So you know, let's 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 advance on that. So I think, um, you know, what we've seen out of Logan Paul already, and I don't know who was training him prior uh, or if it's always been these two, but what we've seen out of him so far on the, on the few big stage matches he's had uh, has definitely delivered. So now uh, expectations are heightened, but I think that everybody must feel pretty good about where he's at. Otherwise you would not build a marquee. Granted it is a paid show. It's, 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 it's but it's still a show in front of millions in Saudi Arabia against your number one guy in Roman Reigns. You wouldn't put him in that situation if you didn't think he could handle it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that purpose to see crown jewel. I don't think he's winning the title. I don't, I don't give him a, I don't give him a, a, a damn bit of <laughs> betting, betting, uh, none? none, but I will look forward just to seeing how he seizes the moment. Well, I see NYC demon diva Isa is in the chat. So I think now is a good time as any, since we're talking about Logan Paul for me to say, Logan Paul is greater than Bonito. I'll take him over Bad Bunny, NYC. That's right. I'm picking my celebrity. I'm going with Logan Paul. She's going to cut you. There you go. Uh, Before I get cut in half by uh, Issa, let's move on to the ratings uh, news here. WrestleNomics shared viewership information for October 7th and Friday's Rampage averaged 404,000 viewers, which is down 14% from week previous, and the lowest the program has been since July 29th. Uh, It was even worse for Battle of the Belts, which saw the lowest viewership number ever. The live number aired immediately at the live show aired immediately after Rampage and was watched by an average of 317,000 viewers uh, there as opposed to SmackDown, which got 2.243 million viewers, which was up 2% from the previous weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, 
things seem to be cooking for SmackDown, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. AEW continues to struggle on Friday nights. Um, I don't know if there is a, a floor for the ratings that AEW is okay to mm-hmm. take on on Rampage, but it's got to start to be a little concerning at some point, right? Well, the, the concern is uh, obviously when you lose viewers, it's a concern, but the fact uh, is that they haven't been gaining viewers for I don't know how long. And I think a lot of that has to do with their catering to a specific core audience as opposed to trying to expand that audience. And yes, I, I've said it here many times before, there's more to pro wrestling than just pro wrestling, the in-ring product. You need characters. You need people that, that the fans can get invested in. Yes, it's cool to sit there and say, you know, that was a great wrestling match. That was a great wrestling show. But at the same time, you need stories, you need characters, you need something to get people invested in. And I'm feeling that they're concentrating too much on that core audience that, that, that that's very nitpicky at, the, at that regard and not trying to expand that audience beyond that. Uh, J- Justin, I watch AEW. I watch every show. I follow it pretty closely. I'm a fan of AEW. I watch their rampages. I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot Battle of the Belts was this week. Is there a marketing perspective where they failed here because i guess like I, I watched the shows and i didn't even know to know it yeah i mean it could be look they it's you know you know, you know jimmy and i do you know the dynamite review every wednesday and you know you get two hours of dynamite and they're packing it you know, full with with tons of stuff and, and and some of it is very entertaining so yeah but it's a ton of stuff but yeah then you have excalibur who's like a marathon man who's trying to promote all these things he's trying to promote battle of the belts he's trying to promote rampage he's trying to promote if they have an roh thing coming up mm-hmm. it, it it is a lot and, and you're also what are you you're promoting to after hours on a friday night um you know not the most idea that, that's the thing i look at first off just on this past friday you know it's a real win for WWE that their SmackDown numbers held up as good as they did. It's the night before a pay-per-view. Um, so, you know, you can argue, okay, there's there's reason to be interested, or you can argue that this, the card's already set. I'm not going to I'm not gonna see Bray on Friday. I don't know. But the fact that Friday night did as well as it did, and it's up against Major League Baseball. Play, the, Major League Baseball had a hell of a weekend viewership-wise with their, um, you know, their, their opening wild-card round. So the fact that WWE, who's in prime time, up against these other things in prime time, did as well as they did, and then AEW's on after hours, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Um, yeah, and then the bigger picture, the growth. Growth is, that's that's the big thing is growth. You know, I, I didn't, I don't think I said this last Wednesday. I didn't want to be so negative, but I but I think it's worth mentioning just real quick while we're on here and just perspective is, you know, this past Wednesday was AEW's, you know, what, three-year anniversary for Dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. They were on the same city as they did for the inaugural Dynamite in 2019. They run the same city, but they run a smaller venue that had a third of the size of the crowd. That what does that what does that say in a year over year? You're three years in, and you're now you're already in smaller venues, and you're and and, and you and and you and you're not doing better number. You know that first dynamite, I believe, was the best. Di- like so, you're not even doing better numbers than what you were three years ago. So that's in a whole. That's my concern. The Friday shows, I don't know. I don't know if they need to like. If they're going to keep doing them, get them positioned to more favorable times, I don't know because it kind of feels like they're trying. They're trying to put title matches. They're trying to put some of the bigger names on some of these Friday shows, and it's just not moving the needle consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem when, look, you're, if, they're, if they're going to go into TV deal negotiations here soon, these Friday shows are part of the deal. That's part of the package. So you can tout, oh, we're getting a million consistently on Wednesday. Okay, well, you're sliding every week on Friday, and you want me to pay money for that too? 
Yeah, that's the and that's the thing is we know the ratings were higher. So if if they had always been at four hundred thousand, I'd be like, yeah, that's who mm-hmm. they got. Fine, but the fact that they consistently seem to be going further and further down is what's concerning to me, Jimmy. I don't know mm-hmm. if, um, like I said, I don't know if there's a floor for them. I just I feel like, like I don't know if they're like, hey, as long as we're above three fifty, we're good, you know, or <laughs> if something like that, but. I feel like you got to look at that and be like, something's not working here. No, it, it's again, uh, you know, everybody's talking about how, oh, this is the type of show that people are going to watch later on uh, via, you know, whatever PVR or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, it, it's, it, you know, wrestling is enjoyed more in my, from my perspective, at least when I watch it, when it airs, you know, yeah. some, sometimes I can't watch it. Uh, as it airs and you have to go back and watch it. That's just the way life is because sometimes re- your real life takes over, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, I prefer watching it as it occurs. And 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 people are going to say, well, you know, the, the people's viewing habits have changed and stuff like that. But still, the money is in TV. And if you're not growing that audience, you're not growing your income as well. And, and again, it is the wrestling business, not the wrestling. Hey, we're just hitting it for fun. I do always say, though, people always worry about it getting canceled or something. I I do always think that, like, no matter what the ratings are, I'm sure Tony can be like, hey, you want to go take a ride on my yacht before you make the decision about canceling us and make things okay? But yeah, maybe uh, maybe that well, maybe, and- I, maybe that's not a, a realistic thing. But I feel like Tony can be like, hey, you want some uh, seats to these uh, these the Super Bowl or something? I don't know. I feel well, like and the helping hand, the the thing that Tony has going for him is uh, it, it might be a tougher sell to get it moved to a primetime spot because of the network might go. I don't know if you know you, you haven't pr- you know, you're losing audience. I don't know if it's it's worth moving into this valuable real estate. But in terms of not being canceled, still being able to get a half a million every single week, and pro wrestling is much cheaper to produce compared to trying to go out and film some original sitcom original drama that's mm-hmm. going to cost a lot more and it's not even you know what is it so i mean they have that going for them that some pro wrestling being produced for a 10 o'clock show on a friday night is uh that can get a half a million it, that is a better situation than maybe what some alternatives might be mm-hmm. but that's also relative to who's making the decisions and you know when we hear about mergers and things going on in the tv world you might have one person who's who is on the yacht with you, who is in your back pocket. Well, somebody new comes in who doesn't who gets seasick, doesn't want to go out on the yacht, um, and, and they're not a wrestling fan. Well, all of a sudden, you got a whole, you got a whole different uh, hill to climb. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Zook Enigma says Tony just needs to go head to head with SmackDown, and no, uh, Zook, I'll say no. this: maybe there was a time when he could have, but right now. I no. would not go across the street from SmackDown if I was Tony Khan. No, because they're 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 on a roll. SmackDown is uh, on a positive roll. Let's put it that way. Maybe think about changing nights and do it on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you can bring old school back. How about six oh five on Saturday in the evenings? Uh, that you know, just uh, because it is an hour show, right? Yeah. And then every once in a while you can have a special, but uh, a special like Battle of the Belts maybe. You know, save it for uh, a Wednesday night or uh, something like that. I don't know. Just... Yeah, Saturday would actually be kind of cool. Kind of like they used to do with uh, Sunday Night Heat, where when it's a uh, pay-per-view night, mm-hmm. you do the Sunday Night Heat is the pre-show. The lead-in. Right. Uh, yeah. It might be kind of fun. But yeah. uh, speaking Z- of pre- Z- Z- yeah. Tony Khan should not be listening to Zook. Zook, that's not, you know. No. It's, one <laughs> thing, it's, one, it's one thing if Dynamite beat NXT uh, mm-hmm. down in Orlando every week, but you're going to go up against – Fox, 
yes. eight. You know, they advertise SmackDown during during football all weekend. You're you're going up against mm-hmm. Fox mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt and Ronda Rousey and 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 look, it's not like when AEW had all the buzz about it and it was cool and new mm-hmm. and and everyone was interested and and SmackDown. There was a time when SmackDown was in a big slump and it wasn't that great. It's not like it's that time. Right now, SmackDown is cooking. Like I wouldn't go against them at all. No. And, and yeah, in fact, uh, I like it when they make fun of it. I like when companies take shots at each other. But mm-hmm. even now, if I was AEW, I'd maybe stop for a little bit because right now WWE is cooking. Yeah. They're doing good yeah. stuff. You're you're not. It doesn't look good right now. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into the show. Let's talk about mm-hmm. what happened on a very big Monday night, Rob. But before mm-hmm. we do, as always, I like to shout out everyone in the chat who's with us: Ricky, Rocky, Peter, Bernie, Baby, Rouse. Uh, Randy, Dylan, Ian, Dream Realm, Ethan, uh, and then uh, Stephen, and I know uh, somewhere up there was uh, George and Samantha, and I know somewhere up there was Issa. May have left after I said that Logan Paul is better than Bad Bunny. <laughs> um, let's talk about this show, fellas. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you people are listening to uh we start off a few big things kind of overarching the show here we kick things off with a uh dx backstage mm-hmm. and um kind of setting the tone that it's going to be the 25 years of dx tonight but also i want to get your thoughts on that and just in general jimmy we'll start with you the new commentary team we had kevin patrick and Corey graves how did that all work out for you uh i like the way it started kind of fun and entertaining segment there with the with uh, at least almost all the dx guys and uh, mm-hmm. having having hunter sitting behind the monitor there when taking the headset off and talking in the whole bit it was a very entertaining segment and you know what uh kevin patrick and Corey graves actually uh, they weren't bad at all it's, yeah. You know, you know, obviously new, sometimes new voices you got to get used to, but at the same time, I thought they handled themselves very well tonight. And, and, and I'm kind of digging the two man commentary team because you don't have to lay out for the other guy as often and you can get your points in. And th- both those guys are very good at getting those, their points in and helping, yeah. t- helping to tell the story that's going on in the ring. Yeah, Justin, do you think this was a, an upgrade for him on commentary? I don't know if I'm ready to say it's an upgrade just yet. I love, again, I love the two-man boost. That's the way it should be. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not just pro wrestling. That's in a lot of sports. Two-man mm-hmm. boost are the way it should be. It's okay. Two men regularly, it's okay to have a backstage or a sideline or down on the ice or what have you. But two men uh, or two people, two two two, two broadcasters. Um, so I, I got to get used to it. I, look, Jimmy Smith had grown on me. He, he had just become such mm-hmm. a natural. He kind of stepped in for a guy who, mm-hmm. you know, He's also on Sirius XM. I was on Sirius last Friday talking with 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 Little Greco about this. For a guy who hadn't watched in 30 years and got into this role, you would have known it. I thought he did pretty well. So it is going to take me a little bit of time to get used to Kevin and and, and feel it out. Uh, I thought Corey's such a dominant, strong, a great color guy. Kevin was a little. I, I, I don't know if the mic. Be, guy. Yeah, I don't know if he needed to like. I don't know if he needed to add a little bass in his voice. I don't know if his mic needed to be pod up. I don't know what it was, but I had you know I, he didn't he didn't command the broadcast the way that I guess I maybe wanted them to. But it's his first night, and he's and God, it's his first night, and he's got this incredible show that he's got to keep pace with. So I'm gonna give the guy some time to to win me over, but we'll see. And and I love the cold open. I like the um, before we even get to the intro video, doing the DX thing, just kind of establishing and letting them be kind of a running thread throughout the night before we actually see them uh, in the ring. I thought that was fun. 
Yeah, I think I think Kevin Patrick will grow into it, and I think he'll be great today. It did feel. I, th- I think we gotta give Corey Graves a little bit of credit. I think he's filling in some gaps because I think Kevin kind of re- either ran out of stuff to say or was a little hesitant mm-hmm. to s- talk at certain times. Um, well, and mind you, I think I, I, I'd have to. I know I've heard the, the word on the street is that Kevin has done very well when he's done his C level shows of doing a play by play that they've taped for, for international and other distribution. I don't know. But if Kevin has, if all the trials that Kevin has gotten has been in the three man team, that changes things because you, again, you're used to having two others. So if, if this was, you know, if this is your first night on Raw, live Raw, all these big things happening tonight that we'll talk mm-hmm. about, and you only have one other person. And, and I mean, that, that's, a, that's a thing to get used to. Of, so we'll yeah. give it time. You know, we'll give mm-hmm. it time. And, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Cortez Mac TV for the super chat. That is appreciated. Uh, I don't see a comment in there though, Cortez. So mm-hmm. if you do have a comment, just say it and uh, mm-hmm. we'll read it out on the air for you. But uh, thank you for the super chat. Um, oh, now Cortez is saying the super chat didn't go through. Uh, mm-hmm. Cortez. Yeah. Just, just uh, go ahead and let us know, leave a regular comment and we'll read yeah. it for you. You don't need to yeah. uh, super chat twice. Uh, yeah. But let's get started with this show with the, what the <clears throat> actual show was we start with the bloodline and Roman Reigns comes out and says that Jay Uso is being a little too loud. And that means he might be weak, but Sammy says he'll handle it and tells Jay he isn't acting very oozy <laughs> uh, and to be cool. Jay is about to lose it when Matt Riddle comes out and challenges Roman and Roman says, nah. Uh, so Sammy uh, uh, says he'll step up and everyone just says yeet to it uh we also get later in the night uh roman leaves to go do new york but tells jay that he needs to make sure sammy wins jimmy i've been waiting all night to ask you this are you allowed to say yeet uh no i'm gonna refrain from saying it because uh you know i, I was told not to but anyway <laughs> no i'm kidding is um i enjoyed this segment the, the opening segment i usually you know i i the bloodline took their sweet ass time getting down to the ring during the entrance. Mm-hmm. It was just so heelish. I know the crowd was into it and they were loving them in the whole bit, but at the same time, you know, I was like, this is what true heels do. They take their time. They go out, they get people and they, and they were able to turn them during the broadcast. But I got, but there's, there's one thing I'm loving about the bloodline is the honorary use. Sami Zayn is just dynamite right now. He is so entertaining. I love watching him, whether it's in the ring wrestling, uh, doing these promo segments or whatever it is. Sami Zayn is just knocking it out of the park right now. Yeah, Justin, Sami's knocking it out of the park. I think Jay's knocking it out of the park as well, as far as the way he's uh, emoting and acting during all this. What what did you think about a rare Roman Reigns on Raw appearance? I like it. This is certainly a week that calls for it, and uh, and and he didn't, you know you're not asking him to take any bumps, you're not asking him to do much of anything, just just to appear and just to be the tribal chief who's you know got the the, the chaos of his bloodline uh, there around him. I, it was mm-hmm. you know a, a easy, simple but effective usage of him. Yeah, I mean, look, let's think about this, guys. Whenever it happens, they are creating a money payoff match between Sami Zayn and Shay Uso. Whenever it happens. And that's what it's all about. I mean, and, and if I would have said to you uh, six months ago, a year ago, whatever, there's going to be money in a Jey Uso versus Sami Zayn singles match. 
you were going, what are you talking about? But they have position. They're long playing this, slow playing this. Um, yeah, it, you know the the whole Sammy, the, the whole thing feels. You know, I try to think like, oh, you know, okay, what's one of the last things that's felt this lightning in a bottle, this kind of must see, this kind of mm-hmm. the soap opera. You know, and, and I go back to you know Kevin Owens and Jericho of Best Friends. It's just got this thing of where you. You throw it up against the wall. Somebody sat around and said, hey, what if we put Sami Zayn as an honorary Uso member of the Anawahi family, put him out there? And to the credit of everybody involved, it's just it's just they've they've ran with it. It's 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 tremendous. I've I've always said I think one of the reasons the bloodline works so well is they do give us little evolutions continually. And so it's not just the same bloodline since the beginning, it's actually kind of growing and changing which keeps it interesting and now mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Jay and Sammy and I'm I'm in and, and and to that point Jack uh it look Roman's been what world champion for like what 700 something days mm-hmm. yeah um the fact that they've as you said evolved this and they had these layers and we bring in solos uh, you know Sokoa and 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 now the Sammy Zayn stuff taking off and that allows you to kind of like you know buy some time to continue to allow you know it allows roman to go a few more weeks few more whatever not having to even defend his title but it keeps the bloodline front and center and relevant it keeps roman relevant without burning through creative and out without burning through opponents for him and so it really is a magical formula yeah and 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 really quickly to that point justin the fact that roman hasn't been uh in uh title defenses as frequently as some people would like to see makes those title defenses seem that much more important. It's a simple formula, folks. <laughs> I I love what they're doing with Roman. I think they're, I, I don't think they could do it any better. Um, we did get the super chat through from Cortez. By the way, Cortez Mac TV says, here it is. Might be in the minority, but missed Byron Sachs on commentary. Kevin Patrick wasn't much of a change, and Byron didn't deserve demotion. Graves overtalks everyone. Cortez, I will say this. I really want to see Byron get a shot on play-by-play. I'd love to see him be that the lead one of these days. I hope he gets that shot. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Jimmy, I think I saw you nod your head. Are you a big Byron Saxon on commentary fan? Yeah, he I, he surprised me. I thought he 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 really excelled at it and got better and got better and learned and learned. And, and I don't know if you'd call this a demotion doing the backstage stuff. I think it was just uh, – who knows what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we will see him back in the, on the commentary booth and hopefully we do because I thought he excelled there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Byron, Byron grew on commentary, but again, he was playing the babyface commentator graves would be the heel. And then you have the man in the middle, the, the, the host running things. And it just, you don't need that. You know, Kevin Patrick can be the, the moral voice and run the show as a play by play guy. Graves, of course, plays awesome as heel. Yeah. Byron, I wouldn't call it even demotion. They kept him on raw. It's not like I said, Oh, you're going to, NXT, they kept him on Raw. Now, to Jack, to you're saying I want to see him do play by play. You know, eventually, the goat Michael Cole eventually might want to retire or ease into a hey, I'm just going to do a few of the the bigger premium live events or what have you. And then at that point, you know, maybe Vic from NXT comes up. Uh, You know, he was on Raw once upon a time. Again, different regime. Maybe he comes back up, gets another try on Raw or SmackDown, and Byron can swoop down and he can the play-by-play in nxt and then that starts his cycle up so they have depth that's the important thing is they have depth um that they're fostering in a very particular situation and job which is hosting the shows because it, it is a it is a task 
Yes. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, as far as it being a demotion goes, I was pump the brakes on demotion. You don't really know what entails everything that changed with Byron Saxon. As long know. as he's making the same. Yes, yes. That's the key. That's the key there. Cause if he's making mm-hmm. the same or more, Hey, good, good for him. Uh, so we get a match here. One that's been built up kind of for a while and it kind of happened a bit quietly. Uh, Austin theory versus Johnny Gargano, big win for Gargano in what feels like the end of the side quest for both these guys. Justin, this match is everything I would have wanted to see from these two, but for some reason, am I wrong? It felt like it was missing something. It, it, I I don't know what it is. I can't tell you what it is, but when it ended, I felt a little bit like, huh? Um, I, I kind of get that. Look, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, there was some some really you know some some of the DDT spots and the finish that Gargano does. I think this first off, it's a big win for Gargano to win clean over Austin Theory. It's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Austin Theory's been pretty well protected this year, so to get that clean victory over him, it's a big deal. I think what we're starting to see, and look, I, I've talked about it, Johnny. You know, my first work on the Indies was was, was, a, was Johnny Gargano was our champion. Vic Vic Joseph from NXT was actually one of our commentators, and Johnny it. Johnny built up such a rapport with the fans. Granted, we were working the same five, six towns in Ohio every month. So it was like an old territorial kind of thing. He built up this rapport with these same towns and fans. And 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 he was just he, he was like our resilient kind of Shawn Michaels is how I'd always compare him. And then he did that same thing in NXT. He built up that rapport with that niche hardcore audience. And some of it was a repeat audience. I think Johnny is in the transition right now. OK, he's got his first real main roster run. You're in a different town every single night. Um, a fraction of those people did not watch NXT necessarily. In for, so I, I think there's the, we're still in this getting people familiar with him. And I think having really good performances like he had tonight, having a, a win against again Austin Theory, who was you know featured heavily in WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. This is what needs to be done to get people understanding and buying into Johnny Gargano and giving making him credible. They're still going to have to find ways to get him to connect with the audience, Jimmy. Whether yeah. it's some promos or they get a storyline that 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 that. I, I mean, I know we're doing a lot of stuff with Miz and Marie. I don't know if they want to bring in his bring in his wife necessarily, mm-hmm. but we're going to have to get some people feeling mm-hmm. close to Johnny. Is what I'm getting at. That's I, that I, Jack mm-hmm. is what I think felt a little flat tonight. Is some people in Brooklyn just didn't weren't sure what mm-hmm. to think about Johnny Gargano because they just didn't know much about him. Exactly. Yeah, Jimmy. Thoughts? No, no. I, I I don't know how you can explain it any better than that because we say <laughs> it all the time. Johnny Gargano in ring is awesome. There's no other word for it. He's awesome in the ring. He's an awesome talent. He can do so much. He can tell great stories uh, the whole bit. But at the end of the day, you want the audience invested, like we keep saying here, and they get invested in a person, not just because uh, he can do a as I like to say, twisting, burning, 450, hammer, phoenix, splash. They mm-hmm. want to get invested in the person themselves. And I don't feel, like Justin uh, said, that he's he's drawn the audience into who who uh, Johnny Gargano is as a person. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to see more Johnny, whether it's just his real life, who he is, and he's a cool dude. I like Johnny. He's a good dude. But Or it's a little more fire. Something something to, to set, set him off anything just we need to get more invested in him and and my suggestion would be uh my pitch would be you know johnny johnny wrestling Uh, johnny comes from cleveland johnny johnny has a hell of a story johnny is a i mean he is he was he's as big of a super fan of the business as you can get right Mm -hmm. 
action figure collector, collector of t-shirts. Like he was just that. He was just like so many of us at some stage in our life. Did not come from. He was not living on the big house on the big side of town. Nothing like that. Johnny truly is a great American. Just story of kid with a passion, fighting his way through just life and obstacles and what have you, making the best situation, grinding on the Indies. I think if they choose to try to tell that story, uh, you know, hell, if they want to do a little mini special that they can air on Peacock, something, things like that would help. Because if they don't, my fear, my fear, if they don't do that in the next six months. And if they just continue to try to put him out there and say, he's this white meat baby face you got to cheer for, my fear would be we run into like a Rocky Maivia situation. You're having him beat people, he's winning, he's whatever, and I don't, and, and people just start to revolt against it because they're not buying into it and they feel like it's getting getting forced on them. I don't want to see that because I think Johnny makes a really good baby face. Johnny also does good heel work, as we saw in NXT. But I think if they wanted to be a heel, if they want to eventually position him to be one of the top three, top five baby faces on Raw, great. But I think we need to start getting some backstory and getting some things that can make the everyday fan there feel like, man, I I went through something like that. All right, Johnny Wrestling, yeah. I think uh, I agree with all that. I also think that maybe putting him in a position where we need to see him be the underdog and struggle. Because right now, True. I don't really feel like Austin Theory, he was the underdog to Austin Theory, where I think if he has a match where he gets just beaten to a pulp and has to overcome something to make us buy into him is maybe still what we're looking for. But I'm a, I'm a big Johnny Gargano. Like I said, it was a match that, like, Jack, do you like both guys? Yes. Did you, do you like the match? Yeah, it was a great match. Was it built up? Yep. I don't know. I can't tell you why. I just when it ended, I was just like, yeah, eh. didn't no. didn't get the didn't get the feels the way I thought I would have when I when they first pitched this. We do have a couple of super chats. Uh, Lisa, I see your super chat, and I will get to it once we get to the part of the show that you are talking about. I just mm-hmm. want you to make sure that you know that we didn't forget you. Uh, but Stephen in the chat asks, do you think the shine would be off a potential Cody Rhodes Royal Rumble win? without a world title WrestleMania match. So you would assume he'd win the rumble, but then not get a title match. That seems. Yeah, that seems kind of odd. Uh, obviously we know what the rumored matches. It, one of the rumored matches for WrestleMania is include it, which involves a rock. Uh, but I don't see the rock coming in and having a Royal rumble being in the Royal rumble to get that match against Roman Reigns. So I, I don't know. This is where, this is where they need to make a decision between now and January. Mm-hmm. For the road to mania, does Roman continue to hold two world title straps? Because this is where you certainly could value having a second world champion, is so you can have this maneuvering. Uh, unless they are so committed to the cachet of Roman not vacating, dropping, doing anything that looks like a loss, and if they truly want to elevate the U.S. title and make the U.S. title a more premium built match for WrestleMania, uh, mm-hmm. that's just that's just another idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also got a uh, another one here about Cody Rhodes. Bear Hudson is asking if Cody Rhodes wins the Rumble and The Rock returns to face Roman, does that take away Cody's moment in the spotlight? How do you book The Rock's return? Uh, you know, Jimmy, I feel like there's a yeah. lot of ifs and maybes and yeah. and things along the way there. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I just I guess how would you answer that question? No, there, there is no uh, definite answer right now for that question because we don't even know if the match is going to happen. But if you're going to book that match, it has to be family oriented because obviously these two guys are, are family. 
So it has mm-hmm. to do with family dissension within the family. We see a little bit going on now with Jay and Jimmy and, and Roman and that sort of thing. So maybe somewhere down the line, the family dissension uh, expands further into uh, bringing in uh, their dad. You never know. And, but uh, it, it it's still difficult to kind of book it differently, not having your Royal Rumble winner which traditionally gets that WrestleMania title match, um, changing it up somehow. Uh, I don't know. I like the idea of the Royal Rumble winner getting that match. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mr. Meowpa says theory needs to cash in on Logan Paul for one belt. I disagree. Mm. I feel no. like, I feel like as long if, if Roman is going to hold titles, I feel like he's got to hold them. It's, it's gotta be all or nothing as long as Roman has them. I think, uh, Jimmy, you sound like you agree. Justin, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know Mr. Miapus. Uh, to, to the whole Cody factor, uh, there's several there's several things at play. It's, it's First is Cody's rehab. That's A number one. If January comes and he's still not, you know, ready, or what, you know, then you don't rush it. You know, you, you say, okay, we're going to pivot. We're going to hold Cody for the night after Mania, for the all-important Raw after Mania. Um, if you have Cody... Okay, now he's a Rumble winner consideration. Uh, you don't obviously muddy that with The Rock on the same night. You have The Rock somewhere else on the road to Mania. Last year, if I remember correctly, on the road to Mania between Rumble and Mania was um, a Saudi show, uh, and they kind of and they did make it linear with the storylines of what happened at the Saudi show helped you know dictate who was fighting Mania. So, you know, or again, if Cody can't go and Cody's out of the road to Mania. Okay, maybe The Rock does show up at the Rumble unannounced. He's number 30, and he wins the Rumble. The place would go ape shit. And mm-hmm. now you know. like So it's just it's it's moving pieces depending on different factors. And, again, that's all depending on Cody's health. It's all depending on are we talking one world title? Are we talking two world titles? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things uh, at play here, but it's kind of nice that we that I just had to throw out a, B, C, and D here because we don't know. And that's kind of nice that we don't know. Hopefully they know. Yeah. <laughs> they figure it out, but it's nice that we don't know. And it keeps us guessing. Uh, they'll, well, they'll tell us who it's going to be in a barcode, I'm sure. But, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but we also have a few more. Uh, ENG in the chat uh, asks, why wasn't Jeremy Borash considered for any of the shows when WWE made the commentary changes? Uh, one, maybe he was. And two, it seems like they just kept everyone they had in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, you've seen some commentary changes over the course of your days. Mm-hmm. Do you have any insight into what goes on into those decisions? Uh, to be honest with you, no, and I didn't want to know. And it was one of those deals where, you know, I I, I just kind of stayed in my own little world when it came to mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. You know, you hear little rumors here and there, oh, so-and-so was let go because of this, or they brought in this guy because of this. But uh, I, I, like you said, I think they decided they wanted to keep it more in-house, yeah, you know, because they they have, uh, as we're going to talk about later, brought in a lot of people back to the company. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. And uh, and I think this was, uh, you know, in their minds, trying to move in a different direction and change things up a little bit. And and bringing a person, Jeremy Borash is good. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, yeah. it's kind of like I don't want to say a step back, a step back in time. And I think they want to move forward. They want to progress. I think there's also a message sent to the people on the team when you keep bringing, cause this would be the, was it uh, Adnan Verk and then Jimmy Smith. And then, so if they do another new name or, or someone from outside mm-hmm. coming in uh, or someone who's not on the broadcast team currently, it would be kind of a message to everyone else on the broadcast team. Like 
you're not the person. And I'm sure that's the role everyone wants is the play-by-play person uh, on Raw. So if I was, you know, if I was someone who'd been there for a long time, like if I was Kayla Braxton, I don't know what her career goals are, but if I'd been there, I'd be like, you still don't want me there? Like, what the heck? Uh, And no one else around us? What the heck? And so I think if they're promoting within, it at least tells everyone there's opportunity as opposed to just we're going to hire someone else. Uh, But someone else they could hire, by the way, that I think from outside could have been cool is someone Peter mentions. We want play-by-play man Jack Farmer for uh, Well, Peter, let Triple H know that I'll answer my phone if he calls. Uh, I do this. Justin, <laughs> I'll say no. I'll say this, uh, and, I'm, and I'm 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 dead serious to this. Jack, you have the look that they love, mm-hmm. and I mean that with all comments. You have the look they love, and Jack, and I, and this is this is I'm giving people a peek behind the uh, the, the the curtain here uh, with with the wrestling in curtain, so to speak. Raj always calls it drive. He always do you want to drive? Do you want to drive? Raj always he means who who wants to host. Mm-hmm. who's going to flow the show, who's going to call the Super Chats, who's going to get the sponsor reads in if we have them, uh, all that stuff. And Jack is by far in our wrestling and crew. Jack is the best driver of anybody. Because you could, no, and I'm dead serious. It is a, it is a, it's a special talent because you have to relay what happened on the show, but you don't want to get caught in them. And I, I struggle with this one AEW with Dynamite, with, with mm-hmm. Jimmy and Issa. You want to give enough context you on the assumption that maybe somebody that's watching or listening didn't see the whole show but you don't want to get caught in the weeds of every move every word spoken jack does a tremendous job of recapping in a succinct time you know what happened and then he gets it out to jimmy and i and then we all come back around mm-hmm. and then he, you know when we have sponsors or super chats whatever jack runs the traffic that's what WWE refers to as traffic it's the directing traffic and jack does it well and, I, and i've always jack i I don't know if it's in your aspiration or if it's in your wheelhouse or if, you, or if I'm blowing up your spot and you're interviewing with him right now, you would fit. You would fit in the category of giving Aww. it up to you. Awesome. You, you just made my entire week, Justin LaVar. I do. I actually do play by play commentary for Santino brothers here in uh, California. And uh, I dabble in a little bit with the United wrestling network and championship wrestling when they give me a shot. So cool. yeah, I would love that opportunity. So triple H give me the phone call let's do this thing you see uh, that 203 area code you pick up jack <laughs> yes up. or or jacksonville or whoever give me a phone call uh but 203 but uh <laughs> peter thank you so much for the kind words it's very appreciated and lisa again i see your super chat but i'm gonna wait until speaking of driving till we get to that part of the show uh so we um we do have Rey Mysterio versus Chad Gable. And these two did their thing in the ring. Believe it or not, they're two good pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it really boils down to, though, to Judgment Day coming out. They don't really impact the match, but Ray gets the win. And post-match, uh, Dom asks Ray to hit him. And when he doesn't, Judgment Day attacks. And then an emotional Ray refuses to do anything to Dom. So Dom hits him with a 619. Mm-hmm. Jimmy... Great match, obviously, but I think the story is the emotion that Ray was showing after this match. That, and that's what's getting people invested in this storyline, including me. I'm loving the the story that's being told right now. You know, <clears throat> the the son, you know, trying to get his father to hit him. I mean, like, oh, my goodness, hit me. Like, you know, he, uh, I, I can't say enough good things right now about this storyline and the progression and direction it's going uh, I, you know, I, I'm anticipating it, you know, because even I'm sitting back here and go, what a disrespectful little brat, 
You know, and I remember him as a five-year-old kid running around the buildings and stuff like that. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, Ray, just do it. <laughs> so, and even though I know it's, you know, it's, it's sports entertainment, but I'm thinking to myself, oh man, just do it. I, it is funny. I'm thinking to myself, hit your kid. Why don't you? The whole time this is going on. Uh, Justin, I know, I don't know about your family, but my dad would have, uh, he would have obliged at this point, I think. But, uh, this story has been dragging on for a while, but we talk about buildups like the bloodline. When this happens, the place is going nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, there's kind of slow playing it. There's tremendous heat on Dom. I mean, he's getting some of the loudest reactions of people that just don't even want to let him speak. Um, that's true. I mean, that God, every heel in the locker room, that, that you, you, you pray for that. You pray to get that kind of heat to where you can't even get a sentence out. And he's getting it. And they're slow playing. Uh, you know, I'm a big, I'm again, I'm a historian, I'm a nostalgia guy. I, I, I call back to, um, we, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of, tr- you know, f- you have some family storylines and I know that I'm getting ready to go into a kayfabe family, but I, I can't help but think like there was a long road of the undertaker would not fight his brother Kane. He wouldn't even lay a hand on Kane. And there's, you know, it's not as good as that story. I'm not saying that, but there's that feeling of like, they're, they're slow playing this. They're making this, it's going to count. Whenever Dom and Judgment Day does something so despicable that it pushes Ray over the edge, uh, I, I think in Kane Undertaker's case, it was Kane dug up their dead parents and whatever. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that put Taker over the edge. So we don't know what Dom's going to have to do to get Ray. But, it, but, but damn it, it it's going to be, just like I said earlier with Sammy and Jay, it's going to be a moment when you finally are going to get that payoff of an advertised match that you're getting some money out of this. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I don't like to be too hard on pro wrestling because that was incredible when the brothers of destruction, before they were the brothers of destruction, when they were doing that whole thing with like Taker not wanting to fight Kane. But when you Mm -hmm. describe it like that, it sounds so silly, (laughs) but it was incredible when we were watching it live. I loved Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like what's Jimmy, what's Dom going to do? Is Dom going to have his, his, his dominatrix Rhea like, (laughs) kidnap his sister Leah. Oh, like I know, could see that happening. You never know, you know. I was thinking I was thinking Angie, but you know, that, that uh, Ray's wife, you never know. Uh, um but I will say this too, yeah, to further the point here. I think Dom is starting to feel his way through this now. He's starting to feel a little more comfortable in his role. And I think it showed a little bit tonight that it, 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 he is progressing in this story and he is making it work. And like you guys said, you know, guys would love to get that kind of heat. He's he's got the loudest heel reactions of anybody, I mm-hmm. think, right now. Right like now. consistently too. Just consistent. mm-hmm. they do not like it's it's this that's such great. Everything and, is so and, great right now. It's crazy. And that's mm-hmm. and that's and that's like and that's a and I, that's got to make Ray and, and obviously you know uh, shoot that's got to make that's got to warm Ray's heart because Ray has mm-hmm. you know twenty five years in 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 North America as you know Ray's never been a, a heel he's just he's the number one babyface he's the number one superhero the number one you know smallest giant and so it's it's kind of like taking that twenty five years of equity that he's built up and now he's finally turning it over and letting his son cash in on it. That yeah, I've been one of them. I've been one of Amer- American wrestling fans' number one baby faces for 25 years, and now my own son, who who physically towers over me, is just slapping me around. It's allowing him to transfer all that goodwill that he has to the audience over to his son and fast passing his son to being 
one of the top heels on Monday night. I mean, that this is a, I mean, so again, for Ray privately, this has got to be just mm. what better thing professionally can you do for your son? Right. So when Ray says, I, I want you to have a better life than I had, he's saying, I want you to be able to be a heel yeah. because I was never able to, and people beat me up constantly. So oh. <laughs> I want you to be the one beating people up. Yep. Uh, we get the judgment day after this. They're talking some trash and celebrating. Balor brags about beating Edge. Rhea brags about hitting Beth. And Dom continues to take shots at his dad until AJ Styles comes out and teases that he's going to join the judgment day. But no, it's the OC that comes back. The good brothers show up and they chase off the judgment day. And uh, now it looks like we got ourselves a, a possible gang warfare going on. Justin, are we going to see a, a bullet club? Well, we got the we, well, we got the OC, the the original club. <laughs> you know, we got mm-hmm. AJ and and and, and Gallows and Anderson, and this is all right in time for Survivor Series. And so, yeah. uh, you know, look, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Gallows and Anderson personally, professionally. I, I like to see these guys. They're 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 they are as the the term goes, they are good brothers. They're good. They're just um, I'm, I'm happy to see them getting paid again. You know, they're they're they're. <laughs> So I'm happy to see them there with WWE. It makes sense to put them with AJ. Uh, they were last seen with AJ on his broken his 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 his, his, his boneyard. Yeah, his boneyard match with with Taker. Um, so it's good to see them. And 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 look, the, the Triple H is quietly sweetening the depth of his tag divisions. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mm-hmm. these factions, but there's also the tags that are breaking out in this. And um, you know, I know people will say, "Oh, where does the criticism?" start with triple h that he's doing what tony constant is, is how many guys you have to hire here's the difference and this is a very acute mm-hmm. difference triple h has five hours of prime time programming to fill that he is getting paid over a billion dollars for okay so he could and also in the last couple of years in the last two years vince and company depleted a lot of the depth of the roster over the case of budget cuts. So there's some room to replenish anyways, and you have five hours of prime time to fill and not have rematches every single week, single week, which Triple H has not given us any rematches since his takeover at the end of July. So, yes, Triple H will be beholden to the same criticism the moment that we start seeing these guys and girls coming back and then we don't see them for weeks on end or, or, or whatever. But right now... He's got five hours of prime time, which is an apples to oranges to AEW, where they have two hours in prime time, a bunch of other hours that aren't even on. Some of them aren't in prime time. Some of them aren't on TV. They're just mm-hmm. YouTube or what have you. So it's a, it's, it's a different situation. And mm-hmm. so as long as they continue to be utilized, that's the difference. And it's a relevant point. I know it sounds like an, a WWE Homer explanation. It's not. It's a relevant point. And so mm-hmm. I still think that that Gallows and Anderson, if AJ needs fighting buddies to go up against this faction that he's been dealing with the last couple of months, who's the most relevant people to bring in to have AJ mm-hmm. as a faction? It's Gallows and Anderson. So they're free agents. Makes sense. And I say with that, too, Triple H isn't missing right now. Like, yeah. at least for me, every Raw and SmackDown are incredible week in and week out. Until he, until he starts missing... I'm not going to question anything he's doing. And Jimmy, to get your thoughts on this, I'll be honest. Like, I think if this was again, six months ago or a year ago, OC coming back, I'd be like, ah, okay. We've seen it before. 
But because of how good things have been and how good Triple H has been, now I'm being optimistic. And I'm like, this could be incredible. I'm excited to see it. And it's so interesting how when your expectations change, suddenly it's easy. It's like momentum makes it easier to be great, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. And and that's the thing, sense, making sense. And that's the biggest reason why Gallows and Anderson returning tonight with for AJ Styles is, is working. It worked because it does make sense for them to be, have their their OC buddies back. And that's the, that's the difference here with just going out to sign talent because they're available and stuff like that, and they're an ex this guy or an ex that guy. And like Justin explained it perfectly, I think, the, the difference between the two, just signing someone because of where they used to work or signing someone because they are a name that they've had before and they can utilize them correctly in this mm-hmm. process of telling a story. And that's the thing with Gallows and Anderson. They fit perfectly into this story. Yeah. Uh, and- oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just a final thought. Like it opens up so many creative possibilities. You have AJ with, with, with Gallows and Anderson. Now he can lead up to I mean, survivor series, presumably, but like then maybe, you know, again, to keep things fresh, we talked about evolution of the bloodline. Let's talk about evolution of judgment day. Maybe, you know, Finn runs his core. So we start to have problems in the, in the judgment day. And then we get to make or uh, rumble where it's every man for himself. Maybe Finn and, and every man for himself and his Judgment Day compadres have a problem. And now we're building to the night after Mania where Finn defects from the Judgment Day. He's had enough of this dark side and he joins back with his buddies. Mm-hmm. And now you have the Bullet Club essentially under roof mm-hmm. to market that. You know, it just it just opens up so much. and it just, but, but it all makes sense. So you're not sitting here scratching your head trying to figure out how A connects to Z. It's just this is how it should be. This it's not. This is not supposed to be. Pro wrestling is not supposed to be difficult to to produce. Supposed to be surprises. Supposed to be swerved when appropriate. But at the end of the day, the X's and O's, the bases of it, are very very elementary. And I guess the final point, my final point on it with it is uh, to the point of they acknowledge the past. I think one of the things that always rubbed me wrong with the the club was that it was always just sort of alluding to. Uh, a affiliation but never just acknowledged it but nowadays they're open to saying these people were a team somewhere else they wrestled in pwg they did like so now they can say at least it feels like they'll say look they were part of the bullet club in japan and they'll put it together instead of this they were but they weren't kind of thing that they've done in the past jack did you see the buzz uh so so anderson's apparently holding and i i don't follow new japan so if you're a new japan fan come at me real quick <laughs> uh oh <laughs> uh anderson's holding a i guess a, a new japan title yeah and so when this happened tonight new japan one of their twitter accounts retweeted the wwe official account showing this return hmm. so forbidden door got everybody all like holy what so yes yeah. hmm it's very it's very exciting to think about a possible forbidden door with WWE as well. And mm-hmm. uh, look, I, again, I like I like all wrestling. I'm a wrestling nerd, so I like AEW. I like WWE, but I also I, I so the idea of that happening in WWE is just as cool as it was it happening in AEW. So I'm excited about yeah. it. Um, I will say there were a lot of people that poo pooed all over AEW when they brought in the Good Brothers for the Forbidden Door thing, but now we're acting very excited about it in WWE. So I will well, call to that be fair that. to that. To, 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 no, 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 hang on, I'm not gonna let you just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my, yo, it's twelve oh six in the morning on the East Coast. I ain't gonna let shit like that fly by. You, 
the way they did that, this was they, they did the whole like crossover with Impact and Callus and Omega and whatever, and it, it looked like it could be like some kind of cool invasion, and then it just turned into like a completely one-sided, lopsided seesaw teeter totter of, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was, it was, it was a, a, a not, it was a poorly executed crossover as i'll say this hey when wcw and wwe had their big show one of them got squashed when nxt uk and nxt 2.0 had their show one of them got squashed it's Mm. just the way it goes i'm just saying tony (laughs) khan puts out a press release on saturday talking about john moxley's sign on for five more years mental whatever (laughs) and he's going to work exclusively with our partners new japan's one of our partners and then two days later new japan's retweeting wwe Mm-hmm. And somebody who's still technically holding a New Japan title—that I mean—that—that that just to me, that's like a, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, Proceed. Pro- <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, well, we got Byron Saxon interviewing Damage Control, and they say that they imply that they're going to get another shot at Bianca's title. And tonight we get Bailey versus Candice. Uh, the story is that Bailey's working the leg, but with a quick roll up, Candice is able to get the win. Post match, Damage Control beats her up, and Bianca tries to make the same, uh, make the save, but gets beat up also. Jimmy mm-hmm. is, uh, this is obviously good for Candice. Mm-hmm. Is two back-to-back losses for Bailey a bad thing, though? In this case, in this case, I don't believe so because uh, with Bailey, Bailey's very good at getting her, uh, for lack of a better term, her heat back. And mm-hmm. with damage control, and they did that at the end of this match, so they still kept her relevant. They kept her, uh, you know the spotlight still is on her with damage control and having them both them all lay out Bianca and Candace, I think uh, at the end of this, I don't want to say save the day, but also uh, took, took, took away some of that uh, um, negativity of her losing two in a row. Yeah. There's something to like, what's the last image you remember? And it's them standing Mm -hmm. tall. Exactly. You could say, yeah, Justin, was this the right move? I feel like this is a would be a divisive situation, Bailey losing twice back to back. But again, Candace getting a win, which is good. Yeah, I think Bailey holds her own. I, I gotta be honest here. So the whole damage troll, uh, I think when they you know they they were the again, uh, but there's I have to timestamp it this way. Creative things change. They're one of the first, oh my god, you know, we bring back 
you know, we bring back Candace. It was, you know, there was no uh, leaks that this was happening. So them with Bailey showing up at SummerSlam, it was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was kind of a novelty of, of oh, okay. But I got to be honest, the novelty is worn off on me. I think all three ladies individually have something to offer, and I can see why you value them. But this group has damage control, and they also have hard acts to follow. Judgment Day say they run raw. Judgment Day is running raw. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know you have that. You you got the you know, if, you, if you're watching the shows all together, the Bloodline over on Friday. Bloodlines running Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and now we got Wyatt's back. Who knows who, who Wyatt's got and his family. This so in this world of, of some stables and some alignment, you know, Styles and, and the Good Brothers, the OC, I, this Bailey, this, this this damage control does feel forced. I, it does feel a little forced to me. I'm not. I, I question myself tonight. Going, I don't know if I'm buying into them. I buy into Bailey as a heel, but this collective trio, I don't know. It's wearing off. I need. I need something. I need something to re-energize them, or I need a. Fresh coat of paint. I need something. It the novelty of them all being together and all being back on TV. Bailey been off for a while. Obviously, EO and, and can't, you know, it that's worn off. I need I need reminder. I need I need a resurgence here of 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 relevancy. Do you think some of that is because their main thing right now is they have a tag team, but there's not really a tag team division for them to run. So they're kind of they're kind of stuck where Bailey's at the top and can't become the champ, but also the tag champs don't really have much to do maybe yeah, i mean look maybe again maybe you know dakota and eo yeah right them being a team maybe they don't have a tag team title to go after maybe that's what it is i i don't know but i just i just that's what i felt tonight i was like ah, this just feels a little bit forced i'm not mm-hmm. you know again great to have dakota back great to have eo back great to have bailey back healthy but i'm just there's something feels a little manufactured that i'm not buying into right now mm-hmm. Well, we got a super chat from Lisa and Lisa, I want to thank you so much for being patient about this because you sent it in a while ago, but I wanted to wait till we were talking about the uh, women's match before we got to it. Uh, Lisa says, uh, Bianca is now officially a legend. Do you think, uh, or is Bianca officially a legend? Do you think? And, uh, Beth is a beast. Um, I was saying on Twitter the other day, uh, that I feel like Bianca is becoming the next generation John Cena in the women's division in the sense that she's the person that can just overpower any evil obstacle is also just about as lovable as you can be. And as good of a person as you can be obviously a long road before you become the actual next John Cena, but seems to be living up to that kind of potential. Uh, Jimmy, what say you? I, like you said, the potential is there for her to be an official legend. Uh, she's on her way it's just, uh, I think it's still too soon to uh, categorize her as a legend at this time. And yes, Beth is awesome. She's a beast. Justin, I, I like to play a game um, called uh, Hall the Way, where I say if they retired right this minute, would they go into the Hall of Fame? Have they already done enough? Bianca Belair has won a Royal Rumble, main evented Mania, multiple championships. Has she done enough? If she said, you know what, I'm going to be an actress from now on. Has she done enough to go to the Hall of Fame? My gut says no, but 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 you rattle off those stats, and that's that's more than some other current Hall of Famer has done. <laughs> yeah, there is no criteria to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, so um, if Bianca Belair retired tomorrow and went to Hollywood and just did Hollywood, I don't think that she's put enough of an imprint on the business to where that would that, that she'd have a legacy that's going to be talked about twenty five years from now. Mm-hmm. 
I think if she continues for another five or ten, that could happen. I do think everything about her character, I think from the way she looks, the way she speaks, her in-ring move, I, 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 love, I love the hair. I, I love that, I, I, you know, I don't know. She connects with... She connects with the audience uh, abroad. It doesn't matter. I, I see men. I see women. I see black. I see white. I see everybody cheering for her. So I think she's really got an awesome recipe for success, but she still needs to do more. Granted, everything she's done a lot in the last couple of years. That, that, that's, that's, that's actually very true. You rattled off some good stats, but I, I wouldn't, she would not be Hall of Fame material right now. I, I still need to see more for her. And of course, Beth Phoenix is a uh, beast. And God, I love callback. I love Rhea Ripley doing the whole. <laughs> Yeah. R.I.P. tribute to Beth because of what she did to Beth. That's a little touch of, of of genius there. Perfect. And I will say the one stat that's missing from Bianca, if she was to go to Hollywood right now, is mm. how successful are her movies? Because let's face it, if she's bringing in big money, she's going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what the... Uh, Although the, the number one guy uh, in Hollywood is still technically not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He's still that, not. <laughs> that would be fantastic if he, uh, I guess he, he would only have a rivalry with uh, a match with Roman, but like if someone like Edge is like, you're not even a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's true. That's, that, yeah. That is something. If, if, if The Rock and if the Rock and Roman have a an eventual verbal showdown, if a bloodline versus, if, if the tribal chief comes in to surpass the tribal chief. <laughs> That's a that's a quip they have is Yos Rikishi's in mm-hmm. Yoko's in where are you at yeah because you've been gone for a while <laughs> you went uh, you, you're out there in all those Academy Awards you forgot what it's all about you you ain't in no Hall of Fame for, for good call good call I like that uh so. We have the Miz's birthday celebration. He gets a baseball bat and a, a couple of, of big balls. <laughs> Some things haven't changed under the new regime. It's a DX show, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Dexter shows up, and he eats some cake, and he pops the balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a, um, a backstage segment with DX hyping up a couple of local talent guys for their match with Omos. And saying next week it's going to be Miz versus Dexter. If Dexter wins, he's joining WWE. If he loses, he's gone forever. Uh, Justin, this feels again. We've said for weeks this needs to get to the next stage. Yeah. I feel like at least now we're at the next stage. We know what the next step is, right? We should be a match. There's stipulations. Dexter wins. He's in the company. Miz wins. Dexter's gone. So yeah, we're finally there. So that's good. I mean, so so I'm gonna I'll, I'll shove to the side my same criticism that's been in the past of mm-hmm. he pops up, ruins a Miz celebration, and chokes out the Miz, and it's like, well, why am I cheering for this guy? And he's stalking the hell out of the family, and uh, the crowd pop for him eating cake. Um, <laughs> one thing to note here. One thing to note if you're looking for the Easter eggs, but that's a big part of of WWE today. Uh, when the Miz is first walking backstage and then he meets up with Maurice, this is before we go out to the ring for the celebration. As Miz is walking, a random crew member is in the background walking away and they had a big old QR code to their back. We thought the QR codes were done. We got the reveal that Bray's back. The QR codes continue. I believe they ended up stretching to uh, clues that basically signify the date for this Friday. We know Bray Wyatt's advertised for this Friday. 
So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is maybe this is a bigger picture that is Dexter Luma's part of the bigger picture of what Bray Wyatt is doing or coming back for. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think there's a lot in the balance here. So I'm going to uh, withhold any big judgment because I feel like more of the story is going to be told here soon. You know what my, uh, my quick prediction as you're saying it is, it's not the Miz and it's not Dexter. It's Champa. That's why he's been missing. He's been with the Wyatts this whole time. Ooh. He would be Wyatt family material. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He would be. Yeah. Uh, he, he I think, beard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'm on board with Dexter being part of the uh, the Wyatt family at this point right now. The the explanation would have to be good and make sense. But uh, I do. Uh, Champa is part of the Wyatt family. I could see happening. Yeah. Well, uh, but what but what about? I want to ask you guys this. I'll ask both of you. We saw all the characters. They replayed it for us. We saw mm-hmm. Ramblin' Rabbit. We saw Mercy the Buzzard. We saw. Um, Huskis the, Huskis the pig. We we saw all these characters. Bray on Twitter, he's Wyatt mm-hmm. six. Like the characters equal out to six. Like mm-hmm. is Bray recruiting and, and are we embodying all these characters? You know, like is is he recruiting a new Wyatt family where they each take an incarnation of these characters? I mean, because that 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 kind of equals out with you know, people talking about carrying cross. We're seeing clues during a Miz Dexter Loomis thing. Like, is Wyatt come back alone, or does he have a a cult following again? Yeah, I think I think both can work. Uh, you could even have uh, Bray being all six characters, depending on which uh, how he feels that day. You know, you, you don't know who you're going to face that day. Are you going to face? Uh, you, you know the. He says, "Screw you, Mick Foley. You did three characters. I'm gonna, I'm gonna multiply you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double that. Yeah, I'm gonna be thirty, and I'm gonna be every single Royal yeah. Rumble. <laughs> but Jimmy's right. That might be where the psychology of this is. Of Bray Wyatt just is gonna play six different. Char- I mean, God, if you got a guy that's got the range that he's got, you use him in six different incarnations. I mean, maybe that's where this does go. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Omos beat two guys. Don't know if there's really much to take from that. Um, Enhancement match is just uh, that's all." Omos's look is better. They finally found ring gear that works for him. For a while, he was dressing like he was still a bouncer of a club, like he was still bouncing for Raw Underground, but he was wrestling. Mad. Now he finally actually has that. The other thing I want to say this is that you know he's from Nigeria and he's a, he's a legit seven foot whatever he is. Um, but they still have him doing the monster rah, and growls. Like from all I've heard, this guy's actually very well spoken, well, you know, an articulated young man. Mm-hmm. Why does he have to be the? Why does it have to be the great Kali Ra thing? If he if he could speak well and he's from Nigeria, like, like could could he be like Nigerian royalty and money or hmm. uh, a mercenary from Nigeria that's come to conquer America? Like, let him speak. If he if he can speak, if that's a strength, if, if what I'm hearing is correctly, if he can speak and what have you, why does he just have to be the same old fee fi fo fum? Right. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, like I just. That. I don't really like it in general. People just growl. I just feel like that's yeah. Like, come on. I mean, even if you don't speak English, like mm-hmm. you can say something in your native language. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and, uh, and then you have your mouthpiece, like an MVP. Say for those of you who didn't understand it, here's what he was talking about, or something like that. Right. Uh, but it is what it is. We move on, and we get probably the biggest shock of the night, at least for me, when it comes to all these returns and things. Bobby Lashley's coming out, mm-hmm. and he gets 
F5 by Brock Lesnar comes back with quite the feather in his cap, by the way. And Justin, I got to tell you, if you look at you look for the 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 biggest imprint of Triple H, I think, is we got Brock Lesnar coming out with a sleeveless jean vest. Next, he's going to come out with a leather jacket underneath it with ACDC on with it. ACDC. Did you wear that for the show because of this? Or is that just a I've thing? had this on since oh, 10 a.m. this morning. So, <laughs> so I beat Brock at something. I guarantee he didn't have this on at 10 in the morning. Uh, but I'd this- say it to his face, too. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar comes out looking like we're going to get uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in uh, Saudi Arabia coming up. Feels like a Saudi Arabia matchup, but you know what? I'm here for it, Justin. How, what say you? Again, way to pack a punch for the season premiere, right? I mean, Brock comes back. Um, you know, Lashley beat him at Royal Rumble. The, the sentiment's there. It's great to see Brock back. I, I'm a I'm a huge Brock fan. I say he's generational. I'd say to fans who poo-poo on him that don't understand the, the attraction, you are going to miss him one day. Brock is a, is a generational. Mm-hmm. Um, all that said, and, and he's great for the Saudi shows, so yeah, him versus Lashley is probably going to happen. All that said, I, I do question a little bit. I know that there's the history there, so I understand the logic of let's tap into the history of, of, of Brock was beaten by Lashley. We've done so much work to build Lashley up to be one of your top baby faces who's been credible, and the fans have really been behind Lashley. And you could hear it tonight. The fans were a little bit torn. Some of them wanted a chant for Brock, and then some of them were just kind of quiet. They So uh, the decision to bring Brock back, and Cowboy Brock is kind of just a, a face Brock in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. to have him come back against a very credible Lashley, who who just who then later on the show, I'm getting ahead a little bit, Jack. I'm sorry, but it's relevant here. Seth Rollins is provoking Lashley. If I thought you're a good soldier, and they're they're, they're drawing into Lashley's uh, military service and just just being an all around. You know, Bobby Lashley's an all around stand guy, standout guy. He's a, he's a tremendous individual. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit torn on this. That Brock's back. Okay, Brock versus Lashley has signed me up every day, but. Trying to babyface Brock while you have a very babyface individual in Bobby Lashley, I'm a little torn on how this is going to come off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, of course, Seth Rollins. We'll talk about that. I, I mean, I guess we could just lump it in together. Uh, Seth Rollins goads Bobby Lashley into a match after this, and he wins the championship. Mm-hmm. I love this in the sense that it protects Bobby. Now he still looks yeah. like dominant guy but he's now not having the championship anymore uh and kind of frees things up in that way but i think just makes a lot of good points about feels like we were supposed to like lashley and lesnar and it kind of Mm. gives us mixed emotions you know yeah that's and that's not just a problem with this it's a problem i think industry-wide right now is is uh heel versus baby face that 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 mentality it, it's lacking in a lot of stories being told because the fans are being torn for who they want to cheer for you get a guy like brock coming back you heard the reaction the, the mm-hmm. crowd popped huge for it and, and yes because it was a huge surprise but even when he came into the ring and started to you know going face to face with Bobby, he was still getting cheered. And people, like you said, Justin, you know, people were behind Bobby Lashley as well. And, and this is the problem I'm having now. You, you, 
it's tough to distinguish. Like you look earlier in the night, someone like a Miz who gets mm-hmm. that, that heel reaction big time, you know, abandoning his wife because he's afraid of Dexter Loomis <laughs> and leaving her alone in the ring with him and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, it kicked I, her into the cake too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, here's, here's a difficult one because Brock can be a great heel. Mm-hmm. He could be an awesome heel, but people want to want to cheer him. So there's the difficulty there. And uh, and go ahead, Justin. Yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't want to finish. Please finish. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just, it's just like I said. It's just, it's when you're telling these stories, it's tough for fans to to choose a side when you like both guys, and that's that's what we're getting exactly in this situation. Like you said. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy, I didn't want to cut you off. And, and I guess the next step is then, okay, so where are we going? So, okay, so we're going to have Brock versus Lashley at at Saudi. Mm-hmm. Brock doesn't lose a whole lot of matches. Okay, that's fine. Brock Brock beats Bobby. Bobby looks, you know, heroic and tries to fight, but, you know, too many F5s can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that do now? So Brock, okay, maybe he's back around for Rumble or Mania or whatever, but now uh, there's been a lot of work to be done there's been a lot of of, of investment in bobby this year mm-hmm. and that kind of kills bobby so then I, I i present the alternative of i know that bobby and brock have the history game back to rumble but is that where we need to go or mm-hmm. are we better off on having you know judgment day running rough shot you know Abusing Ray Mysterio, my fantasy booking, you know, kidnapping Ray's other his daughter, whatever, and, and Brock just showing up, cowboy Brock, kind of being the John Wayne, the Clint Eastwood, the sheriff of the town, yeah. challenges uh, of Damian Priest because he's the biggest in stature. So Damian Priest gets the rub of being on the marquee with Brock Lesnar in Saudi, fights Brock, loses a Brock, but there's a rub there. Brock can still move on versus the other thing, which is we have Brock versus a baby Lashley, but now you kill baby Lashley because he just got like, I just, I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm a little sour on the, on the decision here. I'll see how it plays out. I'll see how they execute it. But I feel like, you know, we're building some other heels here. Who knows? It, Dominic is, 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 is assaulting his father, Ray. Ray refuses to stand up to Dominic. If Brock's in a baby face position, Brock shows up. <laughs> all right boy if your father's not gonna whip your ass i'm gonna whip your ass i'll see you in saudi so now you that, have Dominic. that would be the greatest thing i've ever but, seen in my but, life but i mean brock and ray go back to early days of the 2000s brock was was a you know so brock can say look i got respect for your old man you have no respect i'm here to beat that shit into you and no, so now dominic so who's getting booed and healed out the building is up against brock we go to wow. saudi Brock kills him. Place goes crazy. We buy some time until we have to get Ray versus Dom. We get Brock on the marquee, and we get Dom some more heat. Like I, I'm, 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 these are just things I'm spitballing here. I just like, you know, and that would be great too because after Saudi, after Brock just flattens Dom on Raw, Dom comes out and says, "Ray or Dad, I can't believe you let that happen to me." Right. There you go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Brock. Brock goes. Oh, you're not gonna. You're not gonna respect your dad. Mm-hmm. I'll be your poppy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. 
Oh, that'd be that'd be good stuff. We'll have to see how it plays out, but I I like that. I want to see yeah. Tom get F fives. Uh, we did have a quick uh, a couple quick return videos. I don't know if we count the Bray Wyatt videos a return video, but he they repeat the uh, revel in what you are message mm-hmm. over and over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure will make a lot of sense in two weeks time. Uh, but we also got a super chat about it. Terry Allen Jr. Uh, thanks for being patient, Terry. Uh, says. Uh, Broken out in love, Bray's first song, You Trio Love. I don't really know what you're trying to say there, Terry. Yeah. Broken um, out in love was that was Bray's first song. That was the original. Yeah. Catching fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know what he means by You Trio Love. Uh, oh, maybe he's asking, maybe asking if we loved it. Mm. I lo- yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. That bass line, the doom, 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 that kicked mm. in. And, yeah. I, what I liked about it most is it was so not a pro wrestling theme song. You know, it didn't right. feel like the classic, like, you know, that. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Uh, How'd that go, Jack? That was my theme song. <laughs> Every time Jimmy went to ref a match, that was his generic track three. That, yeah. that yes, exactly. Guitar riff number seven. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guitar riffs, though, Elias is coming back next Ooh. week, which I'm really excited about. But after all these returns, it felt like they this actually got a little bit of a oh yeah. By the way, Elias mm. is back next mm. week. Yeah, it felt it felt like it got overshadowed a little bit tonight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and now here's the question: Does he come back? Is he is he on the baby face on the fence side of the fence, or is he the heel side of the fence? How do they bring him back? That'll be mm-hmm. fun to watch. Well. Corey took a shot at him, so I think he's going to be a face. He Corey said something did. about like him being a bad guitar player. Or something Corey, like that. Corey said that he's like the musical equivalent of a colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which that's again, what it was. Which so. again, all, which again, pull back the curtain. All things considered, Corey and Elias grew up within three miles of each other and rivaling mm-hmm. high schools. So it's a right. fun thing here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Maybe okay. uh, they should bring that in. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so I, I guess if if Corey's taking shots, my I would assume he's going to be a, a baby face here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see Matt Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Speaking of baby faces, two guys, how do you not like them? Uh, the Usos are on the outside, but they really don't help. So Riddle hits the RKO and gets the win. Justin, what's going to happen to the Usos now that they let the honorary Us lose a match? They're going to have to answer to the Tribal Chief this Friday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think the swerve is... Same as Ames out there busting his ass. Jay, mm-hmm. why didn't you take care of things? Mm-hmm. I told you to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and and, and it's seeming like uh, a little bit more and more that Roman Reigns is siding with the honorary Oos as opposed to the you know the original family member Oos. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, at what point? At what point? As we're doing all this mm-hmm. and we're approaching Survivor Series and mm-hmm. and and. and at what point do we not get the higher powers? I, I look at the bloodline like the mob. I think of Goodfellas. Yeah. I, think, I think of Casino. Yeah. At right. what point do we not get Afa and Sika? And at what point do we yeah. not get them? Even if it's in pre-tapes because it's mm-hmm. controlled right. environments and we can make them look and sound the best. Maybe mm-hmm. that, that maybe that's better than putting them out live in front of a crowd and and and, right. and what chance get the you know, whatever. So at what point do we not bring in the next? You know, we we heard, we just heard recently. You know, 
uh, you know, uh, Solo being introduced and the fa- and the family. You know, like, at what point do we not go to the next level of the right. of the family that's that's sitting around that table, Goodfellas or Casino style? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you, maybe we do get to see it at Survivor Series. Who knows? I I keep thinking my comic book kind of booking here. Speaking of that, is I keep thinking they they brought in Sammy. What if they bring in another non-bloodline member and another, and then that's when Jay says, look, you've lost sight of what the bloodline really is. Now I need to stop you because now it's a, not about family. It's about power and you've lost your way, Roman Reigns. Um, and then Roman Reigns smashes him because he's Roman Reigns. And he never loses. But, uh, can, you, can, you, can you imagine the segment of if The Rock finally confronts the bloodline to try to get them straight? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Sammy just bulldozes to the front of the crowd and says, oh my "Let God. me handle this, Dwayne." Hold on, I'm, I'm texting. I'm texting the head of creative right now. That'd be so. <laughs> I mean, talk about just soundbite gold oh of the, of Sammy bull rushing himself to the, the here. Here's the first time in in 700 days we see Roman Reigns look concerned mm-hmm. that the Rock <laughs> has shown up, right? right. And now the rock is challenging him in his authority. And Sammy just says, I got this. <laughs> I mean, just the, the potential of what could transpire from that. Um, who in the blue hell is this? Right. The blue who in the blue hell, hell is this? Who is this Rudy Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. I, that would be I, awesome. I do have a question for you guys. Though. Riddle hits mm-hmm. the RKO for the win. I, I just had this hypothetical. I threw it out on Twitter. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Jimmy, you can go first. Hmm? Royal Rumble. Right. We get to number 30. The countdown hits and the music plays. Who gets a bigger pop? Cody Rhodes' music or Randy Orton's music? At this point, I think because of the, the circumstances surrounding his return, I think it would be Cody at this point. Randy Orton, don't get me wrong, Randy Orton would get a huge pop as well. But uh, it depends on the on, on a lot of things. I think there's, there's more. Uh, Randy's been a part of WWE for a long time now. I think that people want to see Cody come back and they want to see him um, excel mm-hmm. and, and, and get elevated up the card. And I think, uh, you know, at this time, I think Cody would get the bigger pop. Justin, any thoughts? I feel be- like both would get a big, big pop. I was just curious if, who you think would get the bigger pop of, Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes, number 30, Royal Rumble. No, it's a fun question, but it's Cody right now, but here's why. It's Cody because of the information we know. We know Cody got injured, and he left with the injury that he has, and he's rehabbing that. Mm -hmm. It's scary. WWE is being very secretive and very quiet about Randy's situation. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, as best as as it could believe as it could be believed, is Randy is out because he's back. Randy's dealing with something that they have not decided to talk about yet publicly. And Randy's not a young man; you know, he's he's in his forties. Mm-hmm. He's certainly paid his dues. He's earned. He's had his bumps, what have you. He's a hall. He's a hall of famer tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So, the, but we, the, that but that's not public knowledge. That's not being promoted on the shows. So. Without that, Cody's a bigger deal. If they start to actually talk about the fact that Randy's career might be in jeopardy or might be done or that he's got a very limited bump count left of uh, whatever, 
you could change the narrative if you wanted to. But right now, as it stands, that's not known. Right now, that's not known. And mm-hmm. so it's Cody. But yeah. um, I'm a huge Randy fan. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and I'm and, I, and I'm, I'm we're, we're, we're coming to the end here. I'm a Randy. I'm a Randy fan as a fan. Oh seven, oh eight. I was. I got to. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I got to meet Randy and be around Randy a little bit behind the scenes. Randy at that point, even he would tell you he was still young. Randy, still mm-hmm. immature. Randy, and even still, I kind of was like, man, this dude. And then, man, he's grown. He, he he's married his wife and the, the kids, and and he's he's accomplished so damn much. The, the the guy is a hall of famer. The guy the guy accomplished so much so young. I'm a huge Randy Orton fan. It's just not known yet, and I don't think he knows it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what a situation is, and that's what kind of right. that's the gap is. We don't know. He, he might have wrestled his last match. We don't know. That's what that that's the unknown. I hope that's not the case, but that's the unknown. So right now, Cody gets the bigger pop because Cody is on the he's on all of our periphs, right? We're all waiting for when does Cody come back? Right. Well, speaking of coming back, we got DX twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come out, uh, Jimmy, nothing special from this. Uh, I will say, if you want to say, and I'll let you take it away. I love that they acknowledge the members that weren't there in a very classy way, Mm -hmm. but, uh, tell me your thoughts about seeing DX out there after 25 years. No, it was cool to see it. And, and the, the little comments made, like you said, very classy of them to mention China and to mention that other guy over in the other company and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, and and coming out in that jeep that they took uh, in, uh, I, I want to say it was Norfolk. Was it Norfolk? Where they took Norfolk. It to? Yep. Yeah. Norfolk. You know, and uh, whoever found it, congrats to you. But uh, it just it felt like I wanted more from them. You know, it was twenty five years. Yes, we got the catchphrases. Yes, we got all the we hit all those bullet points. But at the same time, it felt like it was a little bit rushed to yeah. get in and stuff like that. And I, 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 I wanted a little more, we got a little taste of them at the beginning. We got a little bit during the show, but I didn't think there was enough. I, I wish they would have had the time that Miz had for his segment for his birthday celebration, you know, I, it, because 25 years of DX, they, they, they earned at least that much. Yeah. Yeah. Justin. Well, I mean, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. First off, I, I didn't, I, I, a couple of years ago, if you would have told me there's going to be a DX nostalgia celebration where China gets mentioned by name and we don't actually say Billy Gunn's name, I would have never thought that. Was. Uh, a little surprising. Yeah. Um, I, I guess here's the thing. I, I kind of agree with Jimmy, but uh, here's my devil's advocate to Jimmy's point: is that I, I would have, you know, I was there second row in the Manhattan Center for Raw 25 several years ago. And they actually did. They had F- they had the they had FTR out there, and they did do things to elevate and, and incorporate current talent and, and give them the rub. So, so I, I kind of part of me wanted that tonight, but then we saw what we saw, and here's and here's my takeaway: a little rushed. Yes, can't argue that. A little rushed. Uh, maybe a match or something ran over on time. I don't know, but a little rushed. But they got all their 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 crap in, so to speak. And I guess here's the end point: is that you know, first off, the end of Raw, we know three hours of Raw, the end of Raw, the first, the third hour is always the least viewed these days. So mm-hmm. I guess they figured, you know what, let's put this at the end of Raw. The most hardcore viewers are going to stay tuned and, and be in and we'll, and we'll give them that nostalgia, whatever. And then it's also like, 
you know, I would love to see a rub. I would love to see uh, I don't know, Sami Zayn, Chad Gable, whomever, pick a heel, come out, interrupt them, you know, get hit some finishes, whatever. But you know what? Look at who. Look at what we're dealing with. Triple H had a major medical scare a year ago that he was almost dead, mm-hmm. and he seems that he's very serious and adamant based upon the interviews he's given. He's not going to even t- touch that. He's not going to pull a Randy the Ram. Mm-hmm. He's done. So okay, so if he can't physically get involved, I don't know what Sean's situation is. You know, Road Dog. Look, seven eight years ago, Road Dog and Billy were doing tag teams again in WWE, but maybe Road Dog's not in the place to do it. You know, and I don't know where Sean Waltman's at. So it might be a thing where it's like none of these guys are really equipped to be taking bumps or doing stuff or making it look good or whatever. So let's not even have anybody interrupt them. So let's just go out and just have a feel good nostalgia uh, catchphrase thing. And look, you've already given the people. Brock Lesnar by surprise, a little more mm-hmm. hints on on Bray Wyatt's mm-hmm. you know uh, mysterious stuff. Gallows and Anderson. We got Roman and the Bloodline. You gave the people a lot. It's not like the show was solely built on DX. So all that said, while I was a little bit disappointed, I tried to digest. And I turned the TV off and I said, you know what? I can't fault them for how they did this. They positioned mm-hmm. it towards the end of the night when the most hardcores are there. None of these guys should be taking a bunch of bumps right now anyways. Mm-hmm. You gave us a full show of surprises and, and its storyline advancements. I, I can't complain. Yeah, I, I, I got to say I'm with you because I at first I thought to myself, yeah, it was kind of short. They should have done more. They could have done some more stuff with it. But as a fan of them growing up, I was like, I loved seeing it. But then I was thinking, too, about whether or not they did more or whatever. I tried to remember who I was in 1996. And if you brought out a group from 1971 to have a to to have a, a reunion, I'd be like, come on, wrap this up. Get to the young guys that I, I like now, you know? And so I think if you're being smart about it, yeah, just have it quick, make it a fun, like, oh, it's good to see the legends again, and then move on and finish the show. So I think realistically, it was probably the best way. Was it? I, I like to say it. Is it something we're going to talk about in 15 years? Like, remember the 25th anniversary of DX? No. But right. it's kind of cool to see them all together again. Yeah, I just, I just, I was just hoping for a little bit more, at least, uh, or, or an interaction with somebody. Like, like yes. Justin said, so, some interaction with a current talent. Like, like, to me, I thought, you get DX getting ready, are you ready? You build up to the suck it chance, and then you hear, yeah. shoosh! <laughs> to me, that would have been the best, but oh. you know, they already put Gable. When I saw Gable on the show earlier in the night, I'm like, well, yeah. why put him in a match? Save him. So it it's was opportunity. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, but, but, but again, you know, again, I don't know. H doesn't want to bump. I don't know what triple H, you know, road dogs had his, he's, he's getting older. Look, Waltman, Walt, Sean still looks great, but I also know that, one of the things in the past that Sean hasn't bumped in his WWE appearances in the past was a health thing in terms of, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I, all in all, I think they did what they needed to do. It was, if this was the only thing on the show being promoted, let down, mm-hmm. but God, they gave, I mean, this was a, this was a night after mania kind of raw. Yeah. So. This is pretty packed. When you, when Brock Lesnar returns in the middle of the show, it's a pretty packed episode. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we did get a question on the super chat. I want to get to wrestling enthusiast asks, How far into mania season does the rock come back? 
mm-hmm. assuming the rock's coming back i still think that's a big if uh in itself but mm-hmm. uh justin i'll lean on you first for this i feel like though it's gonna be like close to mania if it happens it's all pending his schedule, right? The movie mm-hmm. schedule. Look, his his XFL is starting this spring. It's, just, it's so hard to tell the schedule. I, you just don't know. Um, WrestleMania kind of is selling itself out because on name value, excuse mm-hmm. me, it's selling itself on name value. But we're also there is this this population of us that's <laughs> we have built up in our minds that we're getting the Rock in LA <laughs> versus Roman. And it's kind of like if the, it's kind of like if Bray Wyatt had not appeared at Extreme Rules this past Saturday, uh, it would have been a pretty feisty and contentious internet wrestling community for a few days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. We've all kind of worked ourselves up to booking that it's going to be the Rock versus Roman in L.A. And if for some reason, if some reason the Rock is not able to do that match, mm-hmm. whatever they have Roman do is just going to be poo pooed on by a portion of the audience so i don't know when i hope to god the rock appears at some point for nothing less than triple h's first mania that he's booking mm-hmm. does not get soured with that kind of uh complaint. disappointment disappointment yeah yeah because uh, yeah, jimmy wwe to their credit i don't think they've done <clears throat> anything that is alluding to the rock being at wrestlemania this is all fan driven really yeah, pretty much, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and people love uh, when they hear something like this and it gets out there, all of a sudden people think, oh, what a great idea. So they, they're, they're keeping it alive, basically. We, again, this isn't a definite, this is all speculation. So, you know, it's it, like you said, Jack, it's fan driven and uh, they're having a lot of fun with it, especially now that The Rock is the biggest movie star in pretty much the world right now the black adam as he is and uh you know so it's fun to speculate let's put it that way it is fun to speculate but at the same time when you're thinking realistically we don't know if it's going to happen or not hopefully it does because if it does uh, then uh it's going to satisfy a lot of people because if it doesn't happen it may disappoint like like you guys said a whole lot more yeah i'm just saying i i would love to see it but that schedule he has is pretty tight mm-hmm. and it's pretty big things it's not like yeah. uh you know it's it's not like a, a bake sale you know right. he's got it he's got it there are things that he can't really get out of so right. we'll see but uh mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get my hopes up too high just because i don't want to be hurt again not mm-hmm. after that survivor series that they didn't show up at uh but that does it for us we've got a little long hour and a half show but i think mm-hmm. it was all fire i think we did a great job uh Great episode. Any final thoughts before we sign off, Jimmy? No, I, I enjoyed Raw tonight. I thought it was a very good show. I thought it, uh, obviously, there are little things you can nitpick about, but at the same time, we nitpick about everything. So uh, I'm going to try and keep it. I, I would have liked to have seen an actual, maybe a live appearance by Bray Wyatt, you know, uh, mm-hmm. maybe just to pop in to give everybody that quick pop for some reason and, 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 and promote the fact that he's going to be around on Friday night to explain his absence or explain why he's back or whatever the reason is. But I, uh, I always have to walk my dog at some point during the middle of raw. So I always will. Uh, I, I pause it on my laptop, but then I just let it play on TV so I can know when mm-hmm. I catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I come back in and I see, um, the wit, what's her name? The witch, uh, on TV. Um, 
I can't remember what his which character name is, but anyways, I see her. I was like, oh, Sister, I can't. Sister Abigail? Sister Abigail, that's what it is. Duh. I, I go, oh my God, I missed this part. Ah. So I rushed over. I was like, oh no, they were just replaying Extreme Rules. And I was like, oh, okay, good. I didn't miss the biggest part of the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, Justin, any final thoughts on this one? No, uh, fun show. I'm excited to see the numbers. I want to see how it did. Uh, there was a very polarizing Monday Night Football game that happened tonight, so I'll be curious to see how it how it beats. And, and, I mean, I get what Jimmy's saying, but I'm, I'll, I'll disagree with Jimmy just on the fact of, again, if this show had nothing else, uh, yeah, you need to give me a, an advancement of Bray Wyatt, especially in person. But we got uh, an advancement on video of, you know, a new message at least. Mm-hmm. And you have all this other – again, you have Brock, you have DX, you have Gallows and Anderson. You have so much other stuff. If I'm Triple H, I can justify. I got, again, back to the AEW thing. I got five hours of prime time. I got to fill each week. Mm-hmm. Can I get enough to give me a solid three hours of Monday? And can I get people hung, hanging over on New Orleans for Friday SmackDown? So I, I think the the allocation of of, of of the big names, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I'll have Friday SmackDown now on, on a screen because I feel like I'm going to get something more of Bray Wyatt and, and whoever else. So, And, and, and one more thing for everybody to take away, when tri- Triple J can disagree, but we're still Triple J. Still we're gonna, oh, I am going <laughs> to tell you both how I really feel right after we get out here. <laughs> okay. so, uh, no, but thank you, everyone, for being in the chat. Uh, Iron Meds VR, Baby Ice, Ricky Zaldivar, uh, Dylan Matthews, the Jeff King, uh, Tut Graf and Bernie and Rocky and Ian and uh, everyone else. Thank you guys. Thanks for everyone who's, by the way, listening to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review and say Triple H, Triple J. To say Triple H, Triple J is uh, killed it tonight. That always makes me feel good when I see those. Uh, Justin, where can the world find you online? At Justin Labar across uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Do all the things. Don't be creepy. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on Busted Open Friday mornings, uh, with, with, with Dave and Thunder Rosa. I'm on I'm back Wednesday night with Jimmy and Issa after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, where in the world are you? All the people that, that Jack just shouted out, tweet mm-hmm. at us. Let us know where you are. I will retweet it. Where in the world are you? What are you doing? Are you in the gym? Are you at work? Are you in school? Are you cleaning the house? Are you ignoring your boss? Are you ignoring your spouse? Whatever it is, I want to know how are we entertaining you? Uh, please tweet us. Yeah, and Jimmy, where can the world find you? Uh, on Twitter at Jimmy Corderas, on Instagram at Real Jimmy Corderas. You can find me on Facebook as well, and uh, you can catch me from Monday to Friday doing my ref and rants on all my social media platforms, where I have a little bit of fun with critiquing. And it's not meant to be malicious; it's just meant to have a little fun critiquing and, and wanting to see everybody get better, not just one company. Because this is a great time to be a wrestling fan, because there are a lot of good wrestling out there. Lots it's, of it's coffee stuff. critique. There you go. Exactly. Or critique over coffee. There you critique go. over coffee. You can find oh, me yeah. at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And mm-hmm. unlike Justin, feel free to be creepy with me. No, don't, never mind. That's don't, don't do that. Creepy. Don't be creepy. I've, uh, dealt, I've dealt with creepy. I don't <laughs> want no more creepy. There you go. No, uh, that does it for us. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. as well as stay mm-hmm. up to date on all the news. Check out the NXT after show tomorrow, the AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday, the SmackDown and Rampage after show on Friday, and all the other stuff they do at Wrestling Inc. Tons of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's always good stuff. And until then, we'll see you next time.